Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Season 4 of Grellanters Australia Podcast. With COVID behind us, we're going to be shaking things up a bit. We're going to have more episodes more often. Long in-depth episodes featuring international and local guests talking about comics, collectibles and everything else. But then also short and punchy episodes where we're going to be doing features, reviews and just shooting the breeze with Ben and myself. So as always, crack a beer, put your feet up and enjoy the episode. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to Growlhunters episode 2 or 3 of season 4. I only say 2 or 3 because I'm going to take a week to edit the previous one after technical difficulties. So this one might be out first. <laughs> uh, we, had a, we had a fun experience with our previous guest, Ty. Um, he was at the back of a car and it kept linking to his car's Bluetooth while he was talking to us. So we had to restart the episode a few times, but it was fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, Ben's awake. He's on the call. Mike's here with uh, yeah. a koala hoodie on. And then we've got a special <laughs> guest all the way from Texas, Ty Alazar, if that's even re- your real name. Salazar, yeah. And, is that yeah, your yeah. real name? All right. My real name is Miss Ty. I was named after a bull rider. Yeah, it, it, sound, it sounds like something from a movie, right? So tell Alazar, it's like <laughs> every every judge or every cop would be like, is that your real no, name? No, no, no. <laughs> that name, especially with like, Miss Salazar, <laughs> yeah. and he's got the goatee. He's the villain in any like gang movie. That's Ty <laughs> Salazar. <laughs> yeah, I, I always get uh, the the Harry Potter one. Salazar no. slip. Ah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Salazar. Salazar. It. Yeah. Well, welcome, man. Um, I know the time difference is a bit uh, freaky, so we're up a bit earlier than usual on our side. We usually have a few beers while we're going. I doubt anybody has got a beer. You, no, you might. Coffee, it's right. coffee in hand. Coffee in hand. I'd, uh, I had friends over, so I went to bed at two AM. So um, I'm just I'm hydrating. Is that leftovers, Ben? It's 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 <laughs> what usually greets me on a Saturday morning. It's that kind of half, half hair of the dog, hair of the dog. Yeah. Just finish like, that glass. I like that. It, Go on, Ben. Do it. The computer. Oh, no, yeah, no, do no. it. <laughs> Gonna turn that up. <laughs> uh, all right. Like so his computer, like the fucking nerd that he is, though. It's not in the lounge room. It's right next to his computer. Yeah, (laughs) it's either romantic porn or it was online gaming. One of the two. Yes, lots of red. Definitely on. (laughs) All right. So, Uh, so, Ty, we got you on the on the on the episode for a very special reason because I I've been following with intrigue uh, a little side mission that you have in life. Do you want to fill us in on what you're trying to achieve with a comic that you purchased, Um, and then we can go from there? Yeah, it's a. I don't know why uh, I haven't I haven't seen it done before. A few people have came forward and, uh, since I made my post and said that they've tried to do it. But uh, not long back, I bought a, uh, a pool from a mystery box and uh, I got this amazing Spider-Man 74. And uh, I like it because uh, the release date says April 10th, 1969. My birthday is April 10th. So I've always ah. kind of liked that issue. Yeah. Even though it says July 74 on the cover. The release date online is all April 10th. So I've always looked for it. And then uh, unlike a lot of people, when they get books in, I go through them. I still read the comics and everything like that. 
and I check condition and make sure that you there's know, no cutouts and missing. Yeah, pages. I, make sure I got my money's worth out of it. Yep. And uh, it was all going good. And then I, I looked at the back cover and uh, I saw this uh, coupon filled out. I don't know if that's going to focus or not. Yeah. Yeah. I can see a little bit. Yeah. Mm. What's the coupon yeah, for? It was, uh, it was somebody named Tim, Tim Cummings. He was 14 years old back when this came out. And uh, I was like, man, how cool would it be if I found this guy and I gave him his comic book back rather than, rather than get upset that I, uh, I, I have a comic that is essentially not worth what I paid for it. But I, uh, I was like, man, I'm just going to track this guy down. And so since then I have been, spam messaging everybody named Tim Cummings that I can find. <laughs> uh, for the most part, I've had zero success. I've gotten in touch with a few people. Uh, ironically, when you tell people, hey, I promise I'm not trying to sell you anything, they think you're trying to sell them something. I get ignored a whole lot. But I'm trying my best to track this guy down. He's from Joliet, Illinois, and uh, from Will County. Uh, it's a long way off from where y'all are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, honestly, it's a long way off. From How far is it from? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that's a few Texas, states away, right? Texas is huge. I have to drive a minimum of four hours before I can even leave the state. Yeah. Uh, wow. So he's he's probably a good day and a half, two days drive away from me. Yeah. Uh, so so he he'd be the guy who bought that comic off the stand then, right? Considering the age and the and the name of the book and everything, right? More than so, likely, so, so it'll be a full uh, circle thing if you find him. Yeah, if I can find him, like I don't. Who knows how many people have owned this b- between him and me? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've tried joining Joliet, Illinois uh, Facebook groups. I've reached out to a whole bunch of different people. I've got, uh, I've got constant <laughs> message requests coming in from people saying, "Hey, I think I found him. Uh, yeah. Here's the information I got." Here's a phone number I got. Here's the address where he used to live because the address is on the back of the comic. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I saw somebody post a photo of the house on one of your replies because yeah. they ended up doing a drive by on the house. Not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's uh, thank you. Photos that's of the house. That's some more of the pushback that I've got is uh, some people told me that it's creepy and that I shouldn't be doing it. I don't think and, so at uh, all. It's a good adventure, man. I think it's a yeah. it's a noble mission to reunite him with his book, whether or not he knows it's coming or not, and whether he might be saying, "Oh, that's a nice gesture, but keep it." Totally different right. story, but but the effort you're going through to do that, because to be honest with you, most of the time when I see I, I buy comics and there's a name on it, I'm like, "Fuck you, Terry, for writing a name on my comic. I'm not going to go look for them." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was that Game and Watch, Mikey? What was the Game and Watch? Just I got this Game and Watch. I sold it to Mike. Rhett. <laughs> Fuck you, Rich, for scratching your name into Donkey Kong. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it down, the value down, a minimum of $80. <laughs> like, yeah. but, and like, what was... There to be a twist with this comic is, like, Tim Cummings is just the dude that owned it before you bought it. Like, he's literally <laughs> the one that sold it to you. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny because the... The whole premise of what he filled out was a way to graduate from home. So he was trying to get out of going to school. Yeah, Academy yeah. For home study. Like he was trying to get out of going to school. And so he I was mean, a forward thinker from the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's slightly disappointing to me. I would have rather be for sea monkeys or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, can, you can bring him a packet of pigeons, sea monkeys for his for his travels. Hey, I know, I know. This is 40, 45 years too late, <laughs> but can you see monkeys. How <laughs> are they monkeys. doing? Yeah, that same year though, like gets to the powders, fucking moldy. <laughs> this this poor unborn brine shrimp just died. Their whole existence was in a freeze dried packet. Until they desiccated and crumbled away, they succumbed to universal entropy in their little packet, never realizing their potential. Uh, normally, like, uh, uh, if I find a, if I find a name in a book, I'm like, "What y'all are saying?" I'm like, "Like I, I, I like I bought a Thor 140 and it had Randy written across the cover, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, Randy." But yeah, because it's uh, too vague. It's too vague. You can't find him anyway when it's just Randy, exactly. right? But but because I had so much information on this one. Like I had, I had his address, had the county, the town, the, the state, everything from where he was from. Yeah. I had the age he was when he filled this out. And so I had so much information to go off of. So I said, uh, well, I've got a lot to go off of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me try and track him Good down. Good starting point. And, you know, uh, what, uh, what I'm fearful of here tonight is that you have an ulterior motive. It's that because you have all of this information, you'll find this guy and punch him in the face as he represents everyone that's ever drawn on a comic book. You've just been able to find one now. <laughs> let, this be, let this be an example to everyone. Yeah. yeah. You are the ven- you are the knight. You are the vengeance. <laughs> yeah. You're the hero this city deserves. <laughs> You get someone. There's people around you with the video cameras just to capture it for prosperity. It'll be a, it'll be a great TikTok video. Come on, uh, <laughs> just have the instrument, uh, the the the, uh, the motivational music playing as I knock this a, guy out. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> that's a. I think as part was, of the as part of the um, online journey to try and find the person, right? You should also have a, a, a set of questions that people can submit that you can ask him. So, like, did he ever graduate from home? <laughs> yes. uh, was your home did study? he find success that he was after? He, he might be in he Wall Street as we speak, or maybe... He might, have, he might have ran away to the circus because he couldn't mm. get scissors to cut the coupon out. <laughs> well, it's it was surprising how many Tim Cummings I found when I started searching. Uh, how many goings uh, did you find, though? What's that? How many Tim Goings did you find? Uh, Tim Cummings. It was uh, oh Cummings and Goings. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I need this. I need this in my lifetime. Since um, the the Depp Heard uh, trial is wrapped up, I, I feel like this is a there's a hole in me that needs to be filled by the search for Tim Cummings. <laughs> no, I was really hoping for the for them to get back together afterwards and just like a middle finger to the entire nation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they go for, like it's one of those. Uh, those toxic block. relationships, those get back together people, and that yeah. would have just that would have killed me. I can tell uh, you, I, I had friends like that growing up all the time. They had no bit, no, no more joy in their relationship than when they were fighting with each other on a Friday night on the way of going out, and then on the way back they make up and they're they're happy again. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's toxic. The time when they break up, they break up, and you say she was a fucking bitch anyway, and then they're back together next week. And <laughs> yeah, <they're> awkward, <laughs> and you're yeah, awkward. awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was. But, it's it's just a sign of the times, man. It's such like you think uh, of of your youth and the type of things that we negotiated our way through, and as many pitfalls that the new connected world offers us, it also offers us these opportunities where we we're talking about this. It's such a great story, you know. 
uh, you just better fucking find him or I'll be so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. invested 10 minutes of my time into the story already. So, have you got any good leads, Tim? Uh, Ty? Uh, that's uh, what I've got. I, uh, I found a guy. He is from Illinois. I'll pull him up on my phone here. Uh, I, say it's, I say it's the best uh, one I've got because... Uh, well, he's 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 an he's an older fella, and uh, he's wearing Superman. Uh, he's like doing cosplay stuff at conventions in some of his photos, and so that felt like a good lead yeah, because yeah. that's a comic book related uh, individual of him and his wife. I don't know how he'd feel about me showing his picture <laughs> and stuff on Daniel's uh, podcast, but uh, it's him and his wife, and he's wearing yeah. Superman stuff, and she's wearing Wonder Woman. And yeah. so I've contacted this guy multiple times and he has yet to respond. I even sent him a friend request <laughs> in hopes to maybe uh, get him to see my message or respond yeah, or something. Because yeah. like he, he might not know and be savvy in the ways of message requests and stuff like that. So. Well, I mean, I'm also thinking a darker side to this. Yeah, well, the, yeah a lot of people have, have, have approached me and they said that uh, there's an Edward Cummings and he recently died. Uh, and he lived at that address until about two months ago when he passed away. And so people are wondering if maybe Tim was his middle name or if Edward was his middle name or something like that. Yeah. And so that that has been uh, brought up. Uh, and that that's that's a real possibility. I uh, but I've kept the book out because I know if I put it away in a box, I'll eventually forget about it. Yeah. yeah. And so I keep I keep it. I keep it on my table. I keep it. in the, I keep it somewhere where. As I'm going through my stuff, that I'll run across yeah, it, and reminded. then I'll try. Yeah, yeah. I'll try and find another Tim Cummings. I do it and, with uh, Mike's. I do it with Mike Speakman stuff, so I don't uh, sell it by accident. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of his shit at my house for years at a time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't want to put it away. I'm, I'm determined to find at least one Tim Cummings to sit down and talk with me at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so far, most of them are like. Even, uh, even if you don't find him and he's passed on, like he'll have family, right, or somebody where you can actually complete the story, complete yeah. the journey. I, I, find I, need, I need this as a Netflix special. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I'm children. I give yeah. them my father's comic. Uh, that would be cool. To me. Yeah, I'm invested, like fully invested. I need to know what happens with this, and yeah. um, also, like, if uh, he has sadly passed, I think that. That comic needs to go to the grave site. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just rest it against the headstone. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. let me know where it is so that I can take the comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you can make it. You can I make it. can't sell it because uh, unless you're selling somebody named Tim Cummings. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah, Otherwise, you can just make it the the angry ex owner variant. Same as oh, the yeah. green yeah. goblet. Draw see, penis see, on see, it. He'll put that on a label for me. <laughs> so what's yeah. the nuts and bolts of the search? That's what I'm interested in because, like, I, I don't know. I just think kind of America is in this heightened state of, fuck you, freedom, my freedom. And there's this weird concept of freedom, and I don't even know what that means anymore. You know what I mean? And to be conducting, you know, like I said, these these searches into that are sort of digging into people's private lives of a complete stranger, even just to find out their identity. You must be fairly limited in the in the ways that you go down it. Like I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere 
there's a person you'd ring and they go, oh, yeah, Tim Cummins. He, he, he moved from here to here to here and is currently living here, you know, in the, the, the dark world of the government where they track your every movement or the well, uh, well, Facebook so, server. So eye-opening to me about it was how easily so many people found information about this guy yeah. and how, how fast I got pictures of his house, how fast I got pictures of current addresses for people named Tim Cummings, uh, phone numbers for people named Tim Cummings, and like, once I got those phone numbers, I would start. I would start trying to call them. First, I would try to text them because that seems to be everybody's means of communication now. Everybody wants to text; they don't want to talk, and I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, if a text wouldn't go through, I'd give them a call. Most people, though, they send numbers that they don't recognize. They send them to voicemail, or they just yeah. ignore them. Yeah, and yeah. so that's. I've, I've been been hitting a lot of dead ends there. Uh, but as far as the whole freedom thing, it was jarring and alarming how easily it was to find information. Wow. Uh, people on the internet, uh, like even in these Facebook groups that we're in with these comic book people, they can find information out really fast and in a hurry. And uh, wow. I was, I was kind of shocked. Uh, and so I just, I really hope I never piss any of them off because they'll know exactly where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you should say that because that 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 was, um, I think, probably one of the the eye-opening or the hallmarks of that we, we just mentioned that the Depp versus her trial was that essentially, you know, because of the man's popularity and his perceived injustice, I won't get into whether you know what was right, and what wasn't, but the perceived injustice and the 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 the, the, <clears throat> the groundswell of support for Johnny, that there was the there was this resource of researchers that. You know that the the Dep team deployed, so the the internet is doing half of their research for them. You know, and there's but, so Lord, photos wouldn't come job up. in the world. Hmm. It, it was like, it was it was insane how how little work those lawyers actually had to do. Don't get me wrong, his lawyer was a badass, and she oh, yeah. wiped, she wiped the floor with her. And <clears> I love watching those videos and everything. But yeah, like you like you said, there was so much support and information being strode across the internet, like. Everything is so vast now. And so while I have that that tool at my, what are we looking at? Timothy Cummings? Timothy Cummings, Illinois. He's a director, at, managing director at Stout. Maybe I should, he's on LinkedIn. He LinkedIn, the right there age. we go. Yeah. On, he looks <laughs> the right <laughs> age. Looks like his homeschooling worked out for him. <laughs> Neville, <laughs> Neville, if you, found him, if you found him in five minutes and Ty's been looking for months, if not years, <laughs> you just I'm invested though. I'm gonna send you a friend request. We're gonna start talking. I'm finding this guy. I'm the youthful one of the group. I'll be the one to find him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, you could do and turn up turn up on his doorstep wearing what you're wearing now. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm bored or something. I'm here for yeah. you, Tim Cummins. Um, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm taking uh, you coming. <laughs> there, there was another. Um, there, there, someone did make. I'm with a, you if you uh, want to was, lose. <laughs> there was a. Uh, what was it? Don't fuck with cats on Netflix. Yeah, similar yes, story. Yeah. It's where where someone was torturing and killing kittens, and then right. the online community. I only watched the first couple of episodes just because the whole thing about it focusing around dead kittens was a little weird to me. Um, but yeah, they were like they went down to okay. That bedspread in the video is, um, you know, it's it was sold at Walmart in the blah blah. You know, uh, right. well, unless somebody like, can recognize his handwriting, I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, 
but video he's evidence. Like talk about what he's been talk, uh, watching recently. It just you know he's been watching the Depp Heard trial. He's been spending a bit on Netflix, so he just tries to integrate that into real life and how he can put it. He's he sees these podcasters standing around the water cooler. <laughs> Shut up, Mike! You fucking grey blob, you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, we put so much information out just casually talking like we are right now without even thinking about it. And yeah. so over time, if somebody wanted to do something for that, they could. And I think about this all the time. Like if I sell a book to somebody, because I, I do a lot of selling and buying on uh, the Facebook groups and things like that. Like when I when, like if I mail these books to people, they know my return address. They have yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. so like it, like it, it has sat in the back of my mind. Before. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's mind. a concern COVID unlocked for most of us because I've usually used the safety of my uh, work address for deliveries, right? So people don't know where yeah. where I live or where my books are or all that type of stuff. But obviously, Australia is a bit different to you guys. But we were working from home for two years at a time at one stage, right? Um, right. So all the shit that I was buying was coming straight to my front door, which has just led to three more CCTV cameras and motion sensors and mm. everything else purely from our paranoia and not because Australia's unsafe place the side of the drop is we should be all right um, <laughs> but it is yeah. a, it is a it's a concern when you have a collection right um, that you want I, I live in Texas where we probably have I, we probably have more guns than people in the state. Yeah, so, we, uh, we we hear that on the news all the time about you guys. Yeah, yeah. we don't say, want a stereotype. We don't want stereotype. But Texas has been very popular in our news these last couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, a stereotype is that way because there's probably some truth inside of it. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah you're not going to hear anything. I grew up in the uh, middle of the country. With, yeah, on a ranch with guns and all kinds of stuff. So the yeah. the the topic doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't make me push it away or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, was, I, I, like just, I, was, I just think Americans in general are probably tired as fuck about um, Australians telling you what to do with your problems because our problems aren't the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so like, that's not what this is about. That? Yeah, it's not like that. But can we stop and just like really admire Ty's shirt that he's wearing? Is that a sloth on it? I was checking it out earlier. Sloth <laughs> on a T-Rex. On a T-Rex. With lasers for eyes. Laser beams coming from its eyes. I need the link awesome. for that shirt. I'm adding that to my collection. Uh, you know, you know what's funny about this? I was watching what was that? There's a guy, you probably know him, um, online who who quite famously uh he, he designs these things for porch pirates and they they it throws glitter all over them and um well, the glitter bombs. Yeah, glitter bombs. Um, yeah, he recently and, got sued. What's it, what's his name? I, I don't it, I don't know his name. They, I know he recently got sued though. Oh uh, really? There was oh, a bunch course, of man. stuff popping up on my uh, on my feed about him because uh, some people claimed some like PTSD stuff about him, and uh, he's being sued for it. Oh, right. oh man, is that that's just, that is ridiculous? But for many of us, for far that it's it's very. Very America, you know what I mean? Um, well, the, the, the American thing to do is sue people for no reason. It, it yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an Australian thing as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's universal. We sue for anything. Yep. It's the, um, the, the, the nexus of all litigation in, in Australia comes from the fruit and veg section down at the supermarket. These people <laughs> taking spectacular slips on a, on a green bean or a grape okay. or something. Um, but uh, 
No, no, there's, and he was in collaboration with uh, another guy. And these are the guys that sort of uh, track down the online scammers. Um, and they're, they're almost like the superheroes, the real world superheroes, because they have these almost magical powers of being able to find someone and then get into their computer and hack their, their camera and, and find their address and all that type of stuff. And it's, it's something that's, you know, I, I bet we all wish we could do because I don't think there's anyone that, that hasn't experienced that type of thing where you just want to, you want to find the person that's just done this to you or whatever. And, you know, the ability to do that must be so empowering. <laughs> Benny's just—he's the one that clicks the links in those dodgy fucking emails, and everyone's like, "No, don't even open that." Uh, No, no, I I did the training at work, okay? All about fishing and whaling and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, um, but you know, you you worry about your parents most, most especially for that type of, you know, thing because the, uh, once upon a time, you know, it was a prince giving away their fortune, but. Things used to get so sophisticated now, you know, in terms of uh, the bad guys trying to fleece you. Um, I even I got I got a text the other day that looked like it was from my bank asking me to click a link, like in my um, it was in my phone, and in the, the messages that I get that usually say, you know, you're, you're that, that would log all of the proper communication from my from my bank. They managed to somehow hijacked that so it looked like the message came from the bank i thought if i was an old person i'd probably fall for that because all here are all of these legit messages from my bank and then here's this dodgy one well it's it's like, easy to get their banner online now all you got to mm. do is do a little drag and a clip and you can you can screenshot their banner from absolutely their website. absolutely yeah. you can, you can do it on an iphone app man in five minutes it's not a yeah you don't I mean, have to be an expert. I'm not, smart, I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I, I barely got this webcam to work for this. So, <laughs> no. like, <laughs> hey, you still sound better than both the other guys who's been doing this for three years with me. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've got but, uh, I've got friends who sell books and stuff online, and they'll have people request uh, if they can pay them through Venmo or Cash App, and they'll send them emails, and like they'll have to they have to look very close closely. Because it'll say so and so paid you this much money. It'll, that email will say that, and then they'll mail in a book, and that money's not there in their account. Uh, uh, we, there was somebody that posted about it in the group, and the only way they caught it was because the person misspelled "paid." Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, yeah. It, <clears throat> it's like that as well. Like I, I was trying to buy something the other week, uh, and the guy um, wouldn't even take. No, no, it was actually a steering wheel for my car, if you must know. Yeah. So it's completely <laughs> non-comic book related. But it was um, – it, it, th- this guy didn't even want to use PayPal because he said um, what, you know, what he's had before is that people, people say that they've never received it when they have, you know, and, and therefore there's this dispute that's opened. And it's like, man, when you can't even rely on that anymore, it's like how, how do you – how do you go ahead in confidence, especially now our sort of you know, uh, collecting circles, when you're not dealing with reputation because you don't know the person from a bar of soap, and but you're relying on trust here because I think you agree that there's no, what is the one absolute rock solid way as, aside from having a friend or someone that known to you go up and, and turn up on their door and like do a cash exchange, what is the way that you do this without getting potentially you know stung what's 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 without risk i don't know that's a question i mean i I don't think there there is a way to do it without risk online 
and book and because of the world that we live in, everything is online now. And so there's always going to be those risks. I have friends that work in uh, like bank security and things like that. And they still like, they deal with constant uh, internet threats and scams and things like that. And no matter how much to do, there's always that risk and that threat. It's no matter how much safe, how many safeguards they put in place. So for us, like for people like us in the comic community, we're, it's just always doing our due, our due diligence and checking for references, checking for mutual friends, checking for past sales, things like that. Uh, but like, like you mentioned with the, the don't fuck with cats thing on Netflix, comic comic book collectors when they're scorned they they get pretty diabolical oh, yeah yeah uh, that, those bad I, buy, that, those bad buy started, sellers pages man oh they're, they're cool yeah back when i first started uh selling on facebook back in uh i think it was like 2013 something yeah. like that i uh i did a trade with a guy i was gonna i was gonna send him some books he was gonna send me some books and he he took me for some high dollar books and uh, his, it was this guy named Marty, and he ended up being this massive troll, and he ended up having like 16 different uh, profiles, and he was scamming people constantly, and he was using his other profiles as references and things like that. And yeah. so uh, uh, it, it took a long time, and we finally got it all cleaned up. But yeah, he took a lot of people for a lot of stuff back then, and since then, the Facebook community has wisened up. Uh, we, we don't do PayPal friends and family anymore unless you're, you know, you're, unless a, you're trusted yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of stuff that I do, I do through YouTube auctions now because I, I know that that platform is going to be there. I know that those sellers stay on those, on those platforms. Yeah. And, and they, uh, and they probably registered via that with their details, right? Yeah. Right. So they're not and, fake and users all, all their information is there. And so, uh, I've started selling there sometimes. Uh, I like buying from there because I know if I ever have a problem, I can go to YouTube and go to that show and I can ask that sh- those people who run that platform about this seller if something were to yeah. go wrong. Yeah, so yeah. far, I haven't had a problem though. Yeah, Everybody's that's great. Yeah, so I think I think the privacy issues on on Facebook and any any other platforms always been a problem. I see so many people selling <laughs> on into Instagram or doing raffles on Instagram where you know, you're just sending fucking money into the ether and <laughs> you don't know if it's legit or not and you just go based on oh there's two thousand followers or five thousand followers must be legit um yeah i mean you get, you I, I that, that they're not going to throw away their business to make you know yeah a few, few grand off of you or however much yeah and um i would say over the past seven or eight years of me buying on facebook i've only been burned probably two or three times there are a few guys who <laughs> yeah. took months to send stuff and then these guys who just disappear off the radar after you paid them um, but they usually come out in the wash, man. By the time I want to complain about them, other people are already complaining about them on the bad buyers pages. Um, but it tends to be the trustworthy people find each other and create that community and network of support. So um, you don't get fucked over as often. Yeah. yeah well, Just a little about, um, I was, I was going to ask about your collection because um, I, I think we, we talked earlier about you're one of the, uh, the many people that we spoke to speak to that, regrettably have had to let go of their collection at one stage only to get back into it and, um, and climb that mountain again, you know? Yeah. I was, uh, I was telling Neville earlier, I, uh, back in 2016, I, uh, I woke up one morning and, uh, I was partially paralyzed and, uh, my head was stuck to the side 
and it was a it was an injury from the army when I was in the service, and uh, he uh, I was telling him I, I ended up having to have three uh, spine surgeries over the course of two years, and I spent two years in a neck brace and just stuck in a chair sitting down, and uh, I couldn't work or do anything, so I had to sell my collection. My collection was the most valuable thing I had, so I sold all of it, and it it funded us through through those times. And uh, actually, this is this right here is the only book I ended up keeping from the collection, just because I knew I wouldn't be able to get that one back. And uh, I'm a big Joe Kubert fan. Yeah, but uh, amazing, amazing artist. Oh yeah, he he was a he was one of the pioneers. So I've always liked Joe Kubert. But yeah, I sold it, and uh, when I when I finally got you know healthy again, I say healthy, but uh, I'm still all kinds of messed up in the back and neck. I have to, I, I think I took two Vicodin before I started this podcast thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I started getting healthy again, I I was too depressed to start, you know, collecting books again. I didn't want to do it because it was, I was depressed about you, being depressed. And, yeah. and you, you was, felt like you were so far, far back from where you were, I guess, right? Yeah, like I knew, I knew I couldn't reach those heights that I was at because the fall was so far. I, yeah. had, I had a huge collection, you know, those, those, those big uh, blue chip key books, those giant size X-Men's, those amazing Spider-Man 129s, those, those big monster books. And I was like, I, I can't get those again, especially now that the comic business, the comic books have boomed. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know that they had boomed like that because I, 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 I stayed away from the groups. I didn't want to see all that. Yeah. And uh, back in, I want to say January, uh, one of my friends, he hit me up. He said, Hey, I want to get back into collecting, but I, I don't, I don't have the knowledge you have. I just have the funds. So why don't I send you the funds? You use your knowledge and you start collecting for us. And then we, we buy, sell and work and rebuild our collections that way. I said, all right, I'm, I'm fine with doing that. And I, uh, I ran it by the wife because that's the biggest thing. Uh, I've, I've taken over the the, the dining room table and she's not happy about that. <laughs> That's a story of every collector's life, man. Our time, <laughs> dining room tables fucked at best of times. And it's also <laughs> always got cut. Uh, I've, I've always got lines cut into it too from opening mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always yeah. in trouble. And she was, she wasn't really on board at first. She was, she was looking at me and she had her eyebrow raised. I was like, Oh, it's not our money. She said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, well, it's not our money. Yeah. She didn't give a damn what we did. And yeah. so, uh, everything that I've got now I've rebuilt in the past four to five months. And wow. uh, it's, I I've spent, I've been, I've, I've been working a lot uh, towards rebuilding it. And it's been, it's been painful because of the injuries and it's been time consuming. And uh, my wife is pretty over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but from your perspective, do you find that, um, being able to rebuild those little building blocks as you go and full gaps in your collection again, um, as much as everything else, it's therapy, right? It's therapy and being able to achieve those those milestones again and tick the boxes. I, I, that's how I feel when I collect stuff. I well, you, get, you. you get those dopamine rushes when you open yeah. those boxes and you start looking over books. Yeah. Or if you go, or if you find a, a big collection that someone's selling on on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, I uh, I've bought two or three really big collections and I'll go to the place and I'll look through a few boxes and then I get to bring them home and I get to go through everything. Yeah. And ah. 
And then that's like, just heaven, isn't it? Is that the best? Come on, yeah. it, it, it is. And that th- those are the days that the wife really hates because that's when the boxes they overflow into the hallways and, uh, and the and things like that. Yeah, but, and you're just rushing on adrenaline, bagging and boarding, mm. and like, oh fuck, this is mm. good. <laughs> yeah, and the the biggest issue I think I ran into this time was like I mentioned, there, there was another comic boom, and there was so many books worth. 40 to $75 that I didn't know about. And so I, when I sell things, I always throw in freebies. Like if I've got dollar books, I throw them in. Mm. I was throwing in, I was throwing in 30, 40 <laughs> books <laughs> and I didn't know it. And so I, uh, I, I did that for like a week. And then I, I was like, I need to slow down. And so I took like, I took about a month to just look over everything. And even now I'm still finding books where, I'll send it to my friend. I'll be like, hey, look, I found this. He'll he'll say, is it ours? I'm like, yeah, I just found it in one of the boxes. I I didn't know it was valuable. I had it in the dollar box. Yeah. I had had exactly the same issue with um, when I I reflect, because I used to do pinballs and arcades. Like, so I had a house full of pinballs and arcades. And you think comics test your wife's patience. (laughs) A book, a box of comic books is a lot more than a pinball or an arcade machine is. and I, at, at one stage, and I don't think I'll get back into it just because of the, the you know, the logistics involved, but uh, I had machines now back then that are worth, you know, five, six, up to 10 times what they were selling for back then. And, um, and ones that I would never have even have looked at before because they were like a, a $1,000 pinball or a $1,500 pinball, even they're getting like seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000, and I wouldn't even look twice at them, you know? Right. And it just shows that that the trends and the you know and what's cool keeps on shifting and changing. While even though you're not part of the community anymore, if you've taken a little leave of absence, and you've you've got to re-educate yourself. Otherwise, you do you end up um, missing opportunities and, and 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 moving on books and or things that you shouldn't. You know, yeah. it's a it's a double-edged sword for me though. I uh, I. I've always looked at this hobby as something that is community based for me. Like for me, it's never been about how can I make the most money out of this? And so while I don't mind giving away, you know, books from time to time, I, I, I don't want to, you know, shoot myself in the foot and give away a, a stupid expensive book. Absolutely. But yeah. This, yeah. This, this, this hobby that we're all part of, it's far too expensive for everybody trying to maximize things. And it's become a, it's become a hobby now where almost nobody is a real collector anymore. Everybody is a seller. Everybody is a flipper. That's that's and that's where the hobby has gone. And I mean, it's what got me into the. I, well, I don't want to say it's what got me into the hobby. My great grandmother did that, but it's what got me so heavily involved in the in the hobby was when I learned that these books that I was collecting were worth money. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't have connections to this book. Let me sell it and make two three hundred dollars. Yeah. And so that kind of that kind of started in two, in 2013, and uh, I I did that until 2016, and it wasn't until I got back into this now when I realized uh, since the boom, how much it exploded the, since then, eh? Yeah. How much had it? How much it exploded since 2016? And I realized how much I can help people when I find these big collections like this. I can yeah. I can help collectors out, and that's. That's really what I want to do. I, I like I I love being able to give people great deals because yeah. if I buy a book for ten bucks and it's worth you know fifty, 
and I can sell it for 25, 30 and I've helped somebody out. And, oh, and you and, make and your it, cuts as well. And it's, I uh, make my well. cut, they save some money. And this we're, we're on a bubble right now. Uh, I've talked to a few comic shop uh, owners and they, uh, they're worried because they think that the boom happened because of COVID. Everyone was at home and they were getting free money. And so they think that they have this fear that, that the bubble's about to pop and everything's about to, to, to take a big dip. And that, if, if that happens, that happens. I mean, comic books are, I, I like to say comic books are recession proof because everything has always kind of gradually increased. It's just, I've just never seen it increase the way it yeah. increased the past few years. What do you think about it, though? God, we, we we spoke a little bit about this with um, uh, Matthew Roybal, who's uh, he's got the group that does international keys. They look at international key comments and um, and how they're considered to be uh, uh, genuine books now instead of reprints. But you've you've got a commodity, right? Yeah, there people treat a, it as a commodity for sure. It's a commodity because uh, you know as soon as books started being graded and you had that that backbone, that benchmarking for value, you know, so it, it no longer becomes subjective. It's something that's measurable and measurable via a process makes that commodity something that's tradable uh, in a very, um, I guess, the same way that you do any other financial commodity, you know, whether that's mm. uh, stocks or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and well, we've seen the owners. Hmm? I said, tell that to NFT owners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly right. But that's... Um, you know, we look at just like the rise of NFTs and that, and we see that people are willing to freaking stick their money in anything these days, yeah. you know? I, I just I think, think comics being a tangible asset. Especially if they asset. have extra money. Hmm? Yeah. Especially if they have extra money. Uh, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how it was in Australia, but in America, I know I got I got three or four big, like three to $5,000 payments from the stimulus payments that they that the government gave out. Yeah. And so... Uh, that's that's what a lot of comic shop owners are talking about. They were saying that people got this money and they mm -hmm. put it all into the comic book buying, and that's what made this boom. And they're worried that now that people don't have those extra funds, that it's going to start taking a dip. And it, a yeah. bit, it'll probably possible. take it. It'll probably take a dip, but not to the pre-COVID levels, right? Because uh, mm. I, I think it's one of those that'll correct, but it won't yeah. drop yeah. as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really. I think it's going to. Plateau rather than dip. I think yeah. it's just going to level out. Yeah, probably. And I think the prominence of you know Disney and Marvel pushing those characters and making them eternal in in the folklore of collecting, right? It's those characters will be relevant for hundred years to come. Uh, yep. And unlike where maybe twenty years ago when a movie came out, it peaked and then it dropped again. Now there's going to be a constant because the characters are there. The younger kids are growing up with it, and they're going to want to own the comics we own now after we pass away in 20 or 30 or 50 years or whatever. Um, right. Hopefully, as long as they don't buy it at a fucking garage sale for a dollar each, they'll be all right. Guys like Ty yeah. comes around and buys the boxes and <laughs> sells it off to his mates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. And, like, I'm hoping that I can touch on this a bit with you later, Neville, but, like, I'm getting ready to sell off a lot of my modern collection. Oh, they were the, like, the buck each. I'll come around. I'll come pick them up. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's more, I, I want to sort of find a way to, like, chronicle this, you know, going from the start and show people, like, the right way that we can do this and how to sell it and, like, do your research yeah. from start to finish. But then at the same time, I want to be able to use at least some of those funds to potentially, like, 
get some of the books that I've been chasing that I've wanted to be able to put to that because I'll never stop collecting. Yeah. But I think, you know, while I'm in the process of moving and I go, shit, what am I doing with 20 short boxes of comics that I'll we'll never come out of that box again, really? Yeah. I go, yeah. okay, like maybe yeah. I need to like change the way that I, I collect yeah. or like, you know, like do I collect and flip straight away or like resell straight away if it's modern? Whereas like I go like there's books in my collection that will never be sold. I'll never even think about selling them, you know, unless, you know, obviously we were in an unfortunate circumstance like Ty was where Absolutely. I go, well, yep. that's in all honesty, I think with, with a lot of us, that's where our interest really lays is getting those, you know, those grails and getting those keys yeah. that we're after yeah. that I think that it's more, it's more easy and more, like you know logistical to be able to go all right well a slab's easier to move house to house than a short box full of comics that don't even yeah. equate to the same yeah. price as that one slab yeah you know? and and it's it's the return on investment on that right and i think when i changed the way i collected five six years ago 2016 17 um i did a bit of a lot, a lot of reading on on uh, pages and blogs of how people approach their collecting to scale it, right? And it's, yeah. it kind of goes back to what Ty said, right? Um, where, when you're trying to hit those big books, don't waste your money on the little ones because you're going to end up spending 20 times $10 on filling a run where you could have saved and got the one book that you're after and you think is unachievable yeah. by just yeah. getting going straight for that. And um, yeah. for the past five or six years, what I've done, Ty, is I've gone for the big books, landed them, and then fill up the holes around them. So, like, yeah. Journey journey into Mystery 83, 84, 85, I got them first and then filled out. I only just finished <clears throat> Journey into Mystery up to 126. Same with Silver Surfer, same with all those runs. Like, you go for the big ones because by the time you think you're going to be able to afford it, the price has doubled with these booms uh-huh. that's happened, right? So so yeah. go for the big ones, settle there. You think you're paying a lot, but wait for five years, 10 years from now, and you'll realize you weren't paying that much. Um, yeah. I, was, well, I was nervous pulling the trigger with all the big books I bought, but they've all paid off. I've, I haven't overpaid for fucking anything, which is great. Yeah, okay. it's, if, if, you're, if you're smart with it, and like you said, you, you don't put off buying those big books, uh, yeah, it's a smart way to do it. I, but the first thing I always tell people, I always tell people, collect what you like. Like me, yeah. I don't I, like a lot of the stuff that I collect from my personal collection. It's not high dollar stuff. It's yeah. stuff that I like. Yeah. Like I, like I've got a big run of Spawn because I like Spawn. There are some expensive. Oh, yeah, awesome. Spawn. There's expensive Spawn books out there, but uh, I like I like Spawn, and so I do. I, now, uh, an expensive thing that I do like mm-hmm. is like pre code horror. I love oh yes, books. they are expensive uh, though, man. They are. They, expensive. they don't even have to be a key. They don't have to be in, anything. Just have a fucking skull or a witch on the cover or some bondage, and it's a five hundred dollar book. Mm. It sounds yeah, weird. I wish, wish it was only a five hundred dollar book. Oh, some of them. <laughs> that's are. that's um that's good advice about just knowing what you want to collect because I see that uh, especially with toy collectors as well, they don't manage their mania very well, and all of a sudden they're going to freaking you know, garage sales or you know, what do you call them? Uh, yard sales. And and then they're showing off that they've just picked up a, a shearer or something like that, you know. And pretty soon your house is just full of this, this shit that you just you, you just you have it both. because you've found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not a focused or managed collection. You're just like a, a yeah. bower bird. You know, yeah. we yeah. have it these birds like called my house, bower- man. 
It sounds like me. It actually sounds like me. Is when I so I started with modern first before anything, and that was before I knew about Facebook groups. You know, because at the time I worked like a hundred meters from uh, All Star Comics, and one lunchtime I found it, and it started it all. But for me now, like I've had to like stop that mania because I was buying like everything. Like I was buying like every. Spider-Man title that was coming out, and, and then they go and change it. Yeah, and then also like they're changing like a lot of them to like fortnightly titles instead of like monthly. So you're now paying like buying double the books. Um, so now like I'm thinking, I also think of like what time I have to read the books themselves when I can get that, and I and I do cherish that time when I do. But doing, let's say, what Neville's done, where he's going for that, you know, the run of journey and stuff like that, I go. I don't think I can necessarily sit back and let's say read the 126 issues of a comic book. And if I did, like it'd take months. Whereas like, like I think one of the collections that I want to do is um, get the first appearances of like all the various like green lanterns and different lanterns, you know, like try and get, you know, Hal and Alan Scott and Sinestro, and even yeah, down to like, the lower, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I know there's going to be some, like, that are going to be extremely hard to get. But, you know, there's also really easy ones to get. Like, everyone can go and buy, you know, Chadig, you know, the squirrel or, you know, and just the random, like, laugh leaves and stuff. So there's definitely attainable books. And because there's so many of them and there's always, like, new ones, it just gives that sort of thing where, like, I keep my list updated. And that's going to be something that I focus on where I go, okay, there's like 40 odd that have been listed here. Um, and just like tick them off. Some are like $5 books where it's going to be like nothing. But then there's obviously like first appearance of like Alan Scott and like Hal Jordan and stuff that obviously won't be yeah, <laughs> easy yeah, to get. Yeah. But but imagine, imagine you over the next three or four months, selling off all your $5 books and you're buying Showcase 22 and you've got first appearance of Old Jordan. Yeah. Without spending money from your bank account, right? It's, yeah. it's the dream. Um, you And you can always get the $5 book back much easier than yeah. that big book, right? So, so yeah. as, far as, as far as stuff that I go, as the way that I do when I, when I sell stuff, when I buy stuff to resell it, I usually buy stuff that I say, if I don't sell this, I'm happy owning it. And so, like, I have stuff like like a Hulk 102, like the premiere issue of Hulk after the uh, Tales to Astonish. Yeah, after that, after that Tales to Astonish run, I've got like I think I've got three Hulk 102s because yeah. I buy them. I love that and, though. I have one. <laughs> I'll buy them, and if they don't sell, I'll just sit on them because I love like the book. How, how beautiful is that cover? That's still to this day one of like my favorite covers of all time. Oh, it's yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah, and and, then, and you know what's high? The longer you sit on it, the more valuable it gets. So it's not like you're losing yeah. money; you've got so equity, it's right? Not gonna, it's it's always going to be a silver age book. Yep, yep. Mm. Yeah. And silver so, age premier issue, which is exactly that's why when I when people ask, "What do you speculate on?" Like, because like that's that's a big part of the game now: is speculation, getting those books before they before they spike. Yep. I always tell people, if you're going to speculate, speculate on silver age books. Absolutely. Because if you're wrong, you've still got a high grade silver age book. Absolutely. And so I, I got a stack of Thor 140 because yep. of growing me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they're going to do Kang, then I figure they're going to do growing man. Cause yeah. you never went anywhere without him. 
So I've got a stack of Thor 140s that I've just been buying for $20, $30, $40 a piece whenever yeah. I see them. And you know it's going to return, yeah. yeah. Man, it's, I'm envious. I'm envious that you can actually find this shit over there just out in the wild. We don't find this stuff in the wild. All the stuff that you're finding just in yard sales and stuff like that has to sort of have come into Australia, you know what I mean? Especially with toys as well, you know? Um, and they come in with purpose, right? They're coming to people yeah. who know what the value are. You don't... Yep, well, you don't I mean, somehow Neville has like some sort of radar that as soon as there's like a yard sale that has... I get lucky. I get lucky. Well, see, here's the story. This is one of my favorite stories ever was I saw on Facebook Marketplace some guy like doing, um, you know, like uh, selling off comic collection, right? And it was near Neville. So I sent him like, I was like, here's the link. Check it out. You know, like, I don't know if it's got good stuff or not, but go have a look. Turns out the guy's South African like Neville is. They become mates. Neville's pilfered through everything in it and like bought like runs of shit and then i uh i just happen to be like the next weekend i go to neville's and he goes oh the guy's still selling do you want to go look and uh i'm like oh yeah cool so we go over there i go to a book like a box and neville's like no nah, i've already gone through that one don't even bother like <laughs> but the thing is he turns around and goes oh guess what i bought because He's like, oh, I bought like pretty much the entire run of like the IDW Ninja Turtles, you know. And uh, the, the irony of like, I ended up buying that off Neville like a year or two down the track. Like, I, gave I, I gave it to you at cost, though. I gave it to you at cost. But like, I got like that. Like, yeah, it was yeah, insane. Yeah, like, the entire in the the spider first Spider Gwen series, yeah. So mostly yeah. modern stuff, but a lot of modern keys. Well, um, like I was, was getting about, about three or five bucks a pop. Mm. Yeah. Ben was talking about how I'm able to go and find stuff. But lately, something that I've been getting big into is foreign variants and stuff from Australia. Did you know the New Mutants 98? Uh, Australian Australia, print. The Australian print is through the roof. Yeah. 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 So probably Australia, because of I'm the always, likes of Neville and Matthew Roybal. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> so probably I'm, always, our fault. I'm always looking for, for, for foreign stuff, like yeah. hence variants or... Uh, I found this. I, I tell you guys, this is the next books. boom, Ben, Mike. Foreign yeah. books, man. Foreign books. They are the next boom. You are 100% correct. Heritage, Heritage and CGC are doing a whole foreign uh, sale, I think, at yeah. the end of this month. Yeah. 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 It's in, in October, November, I think. But it's going to be yeah. massive, man. It's going to be massive. Well, I um, have a listen to the last. Uh, I, found, the last... I found the Superman book with Batman on the cover. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, from, it's from Germany. And yeah. so. Like I, I picked it up for a dollar. I, I think it sells for like 60, 70 bucks. So it's little stuff like that that I'm always yeah. looking for. And you know what? That, that, that's the ones you're going to easily be able to scale. You, you're going to easily be able to scale with those books because they're affordable as well, right? Um, yeah. And then you can get into those big keys. Because at the moment, the, Amer the Australian Newton books, they used to be 50 buck books, man. And now they're $1,000. Then the Americans are buying them without posters. Don't care. They just want to be able to own a copy because of the rarity of it. The Australian yeah. price variants. We did a San Diego Comic Con panel. It's actually on the San Diego page on YouTube, where we spoke about yeah. um, New Mutants '98, uh, a few of the variants. Like obviously, first War Machine. There's the Australian variant of that. Um, yeah, man. There's quite a few. I've got a number of them behind me somewhere. It's um, it's gotten so so that people are paying you know hundreds of dollars more for things like Canadian variants. Mm, like, Can yep. like Canada is our neighbor, and people are paying extra money. 
Like yeah. it's not like we're separated by a C yeah. or anything like yeah. that. And the only difference is it says sixty cents on the cover instead of forty five, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's some somebody walked thirty feet across the border and bought this book back in you know nineteen eighty five, and now you're paying two hundred dollars extra for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> it. But it's the same as the American price variance, right? If you look at first Iron Fist, thirty five cents variant versus a thirty cents variant. It's a yeah. It's a ten I, times increase. I think I think those are slightly different, in my opinion, though, because I think that's something that that wasn't printed in mass because they they were they were trying new price uh, variants. Yeah, okay. They were trying yeah. to see if they could up the price. Whereas the Canadian ones might have been printed significantly yeah, they, more. Like they yeah. they had a they had a regular run. Yeah. And so yeah, I yeah. think corn variants are about to get real big. I think uh, I think uh, things like anime comic books things like dragon ball z uh yep. like pokemon all that stuff is already getting yeah. close to the cards are going crazy yeah. yeah yeah i wanted to um look at you know like the extension of that that hasn't matured as much is the anime books and where you could probably still find a decent price gap between the domestic markets in japan obviously it's all in japanese you know uh versus the um the the australian or the the english yeah. reprints um like first issues, you go back to some of the the early kind of really definitive anime stuff, like Akira and that. Just they, well, they're already Akira's, climbing. Akira's mm. already through the roof for the single yep. issues they did, where it was like I guess mm. magazine size mm -hmm. uh, instead. Now, at least in Australia, to get into that, they don't even do like single volumes of Akira. They do like what they call compendiums, and it's you yep. know like three to five hundred pages of Akira. And then they go and like change something each edition where like maybe like the first 16 pages is in color, mm -hmm. um, you know, and some colors in the middle. Like, and it's like, well, that's not the Akira that, you know, not that I grew up reading because it's before I was born, but you know, like they go, that's not it. Whereas the single issue magazine ones, and they ended up doing like a slip case that you could put the issues in. Like yeah, yeah. they're through the roof. Like they're they're like yeah. a minimum like a hundred bucks to find like the single issue yeah. is There was mm. things put out called magazines, and they were like magazines about manga books. Yeah, like, magazines or whatever you call them. Yeah, and uh, those things they have like the first uh, appearances of Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z or stuff yeah, like that because they were the and previews, they're all, right? They're all yeah. getting they're all selling for thousands of dollars now already. So if you can yeah. find maybe we're all maybe people just have too much money. It sounds like uh, everything's collectible. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, it is. This, is, this is the new generation. I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're yeah. seeing the new generation yeah. of collectors. Because you know what? My my parents and grandparents. I grew up in a house covered and filled with antiques, and I still have a love for it. Yeah, right? yeah. The the eighteen hundred Edwardian wood in a matte finish oh. and shit like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Here we are collecting comics. Oh yeah, you see that. And that'll be the oh, yeah. that'll be the antiques in a hundred years, right? Yeah, when well, you look at that, like antique trade shows, they're all banging on about, um, uh, you know, different types of porcelain. You know, yeah, it's yeah. The, the porcelain was the comic books of the nineteen uh, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dalton. What and yeah, what got me collecting both, like, like you know, my my two loves is you know comics and video games, and it was that when you grow up, you've only got what you've got, you know, what your parents bought you is all, you know, sort of thing. So, you know, when my first gaming console was like the, the NES, you know, that they had before I was born. And at the time I thought there was only, you know, six or seven games for it. You know, <laughs> so yep. I, I'm playing 
Ninja Turtles, I'm playing Double Dragon, I'm playing Donkey Kong and stuff like that, going, oh, that's all that there is because that's all I know. And then I go and buy this console, I get, you know, I get into it and it was, you know, during a time where, like, I couldn't read comics, like, you know, personal shit happened and I couldn't, like, touch a comic. So I was like, I need something else. I had time to kill. Um, So I was like, you know what, retro gaming, I know that it's, you know, same along the same lines as comics where it's not as easy to get it. If I've got to search for it, that's what I want. I want the the hunt to get the stuff. So um, I did that. And when I found out like for the PAL edition that to finish a, like our region format of the NES and there's like 270 games for it, I was like, yep, yeah, I've found what I need to do now. Like that's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's yeah, funny yeah. you mention that because – Something I've been looking at a lot lately is uh, Nintendo Power Magazine. Yeah, they're I awesome. I don't know if you I don't know if you've looked at them lately, but a Nintendo Power Magazine number one just sold for over eleven grand. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> so it's insane. But no, what you were talking about with antiques, I have a when I, I I go to a lot of used bookstores looking for comics because they'll put them back in a closet and forget about them. And so I always see old books or or bound things like that. Something I recently picked up was this book called Enchanting Beauties. It's from 1937. It's a first edition. And it's just a guy's nude art that he published. Uh, And it's like, it's incredible. I'm not going to. Gentleman's porn. That's great. Yeah. yeah, It's it's classic. Classic. I'm I'm looking at One Punch Man you've just pulled out. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's something I I picked up uh, a little over a week ago. I had a, I had a hunch. I like, I started thinking, like I was telling y'all about the, the next generation of collectors, yeah. anime collectors, and they, they'll look for those comic books. And so I saw somebody selling that. And so I picked it up and then yesterday it got announced that they're doing a live action movie. So the book yeah. is. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a free, I, is I that the free, the just in time. Yeah. Is that the free comic book day one or is that the yeah. issue one? Yeah. It's the free comic book day yeah. one. Yeah. It, it was given oh, away as a free comic that. and it's, yeah, it's a hundred, hundred buck comic at least, I think. Uh, yeah. I know. So a problem with this, though, is a lot of stores put a sticker on the back of them, and so yeah. when people yeah, or a stamp. When grade them, when people grade them, yeah. CPP gives them a green label. Yeah, yeah. So the green label books sell for two hundred fifty dollars, and so if you get a blue label one like this one would be, it's even more. So it's just one of those things you you're always having to hunt. Like even when I say I'm not I'm not actively buying or anything right now. I'm always looking because I'm not going to pass up a deal. Yeah. 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 So you've got, you've got Dallas Comic Con happening over the weekend from the looks of it. Uh, yeah. That Is was that a, close to you? Uh, it's about two, two and a half hours north of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, like I said, when we started, Texas is really big. It's a big yeah. place. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the farthest one I ever did was probably Hawaii. Uh, Back when I was doing it, because I was a facilitator for CGC. I was yeah. witnessing and doing all that. Yeah. And uh, I went to Hawaii where we pretended I was a Wahlberg and we got, we got, an, <laughs> it was, it's a long story. Uh, so I used, I used to get told I look like Mark Wahlberg a lot. Yeah. And uh, I could see it. I could yeah, see it. Yeah. And so uh, we went out one night and we just all wanted to go drink and just hang out. And there was this long line at this club and we were like, what if we get in there? And there was about eight of us. And so they said, just go with it. And so they stood around me and one of the guys went and said, Hey, Mark Wahlberg's nephew wants to come in here. And so they let us in. 
And they, they put us up in like this, this booth and they gave us bottle service. And I started taking pictures with people and signing autographs for no damn reason. I was like, it's the dumbest shit I've ever done. And I, I was like, this, this it's fun. Like, I, I'm famous. Until Mark Wahlberg comes around the corner. <laughs> and so uh, we, we didn't do anything about it. And then we went to the con the next day because I was working with Kevin. And uh, all of a sudden people started coming over like, hey, we heard what y'all were doing last night. And I was like, how does everybody know about this? And before the end of the day, like everybody was coming up and asking me about that night and taking pictures with me. And it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was one of the, it was one of the most fun things I've ever done That's and gotten away with. It. Yeah. Oh, man. That's classic. Well, mate, it's been a pleasure. It's, yeah. it's been great catching up with you and hearing about your quest. And I guess we will need to get updates on it regularly. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep everyone yeah. in I say touch invested. with you. Yeah, I say Godspeed on your mission. Um, <laughs> I've, 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 su- I've subscribed to LinkedIn Premium so I could uh, cold call people and ask them if they're collecting <laughs> comics <laughs> in Chicago. And, uh, uh, anybody called Timothy. So I will, if I find any bites, I will give you an update on that too, man. But hey, man, really hey, appreciate you jumping on the on episode. Oh, look, really appreciate you jumping on. It's been a, loads of fun even though we're only probably fully awake now. It's been great. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, guys. Y'all take it easy. It's about to storm here, so I probably need oh. to get off the internet. Oh, Jesus. Good luck. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Y'all take it easy. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always, provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We'd love it. Thanks, guys.